Hi guys, I'm Riker, this is James, this is Maria, and this is part two! Howdy. Alright, so on Sunday, uh, James and Maria were both on stage, and they talked about uh, where we're going as a church and what our vision is. That's right. So, uh, can you tell us a bit more about that? So, it starts with bringing people in to believe. What does that mean? We're bringing them in the doors and helping them understand um, uh, who Christ is, understanding their identity, understanding why they're loved, why they're valued, why they're uh, important, what God has said about them, all of those pieces. And that moves into the next section, which is then we want to build them up. We want to build them up to be able to belong. So we want them to be able to feel like they have a place, like they have a family, like they have a home. And the last thing is once they know their identity, once they know who they are, once they understand how God's made them, then we want to be able to send them out. We want to give them a platform to be able to uh, have purpose of uh, what God has called them to for their life. And um, so we want to bring them in. We want to build them up to be the best version of who God wanted them to be. And then we want to be able to send them out to be able to use their gifts, use their skills, uh, use what God's put in them. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I think it's so important to remember that with the bring, build, and send yeah. piece, uh, each one of these words is a verb, right? It's an action word. And it's important to remember that the church is actually called to action from Christ himself when he gave us the command and the commission to go out, to get involved, to be a part of a community, to make disciples, to baptize those disciples. Um, it's it's all verbs, right? It's all uh, causing us uh, to respond to a call of action. So with the bring, the bring verb, um, we look at Hebrews 10 chapter, uh, sorry, Hebrews chapter 10, 24 to 25, and it says, mm -hmm. let us stir up one another to love God and good works, not neglecting to meet together. Mm -hmm. And so when we gather together as a church, it's important that we gather together and we bring people in to help them believe and know who God is. Finally, we see, or next we see build, and build is uh, building people up to belong, which is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12. And that says, uh, we come together for the purpose of equipping the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. And, and it's important to know that in order to belong anywhere, it's an adoption into a family, a connecting in. And so how do we effectively build people up to be a part of that family, building people up to belong? And then finally, sending, right? The send piece. And so we see in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says this, Receive power from God to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And here at New Life, we look at it like this, uh, receiving power from God to be his witnesses internally, so within the church. Um, yeah, Judea and Samaria is locally, so in our local context, in our community, geographically, as well as to the ends of the earth, so globally. And we see that through missions as well. So it's really crucial to walk that journey with people of bringing in, building up, and sending out. Yeah, but it's great to like have these vision statements that we like anchor to, but uh, I like practical. Uh, mm -hmm. I like to know exactly how are we doing that because, you know, we can say that we're bringing people in, we're building them up, we're setting them out, but without a pathway to do that, it becomes a very difficult thing for us to attach to. Mm -hmm. So the other piece that we've really worked really hard on is what's called our discipleship track. And it gives people kind of a clear idea that if you are trying to figure out who you are and you're trying to figure out who we are as new life, you can kind of look and say, okay, where am I at in my faith journey and how do I plug in with that? Mm -hmm. um, so the beginning part of that, uh, that discipleship track is Alpha. The yeah. important thing about Alpha is that what we realize, and some of you guys might be sitting in that position, is that a lot of people have these big questions about faith and know where to ask them. And to come mm. to like a church service on a Sunday morning is not really a place to ask questions about your faith. It's a place to learn about faith. Yeah. And yeah. so Alpha is really the space that, uh, that people can come 
and just ask whatever questions they have to really understand what is Christianity? What does it mean to be a Christ follower? And then make that decision on your own whether or not that's what you want for your life. Yeah. What I notice of running Alpha, of having friends that that um, are not Christians and have questions about that is what I realize is that people have come to them one of the most important questions in their life, which is belief, without <laughs> really thinking about it. Yeah. Without doing a whole lot of research, without looking at the um, information out there. And so Alpha is kind of that space to like, let's unpack this, let's look at what do Christians actually even believe? And then let's have a mm-hmm. conversation about that, about mm-hmm. about why you may agree, why you may disagree, and just open dialogue. And that is that first place. If you're exploring faith and you're just trying to figure that out, Alpha is the place for you. Starts up in a couple weeks here. So, you know, plug in, give us a call, send us an email, and figure out if that's a place that might be a good place for you to start. Yeah, absolutely. It's so crucial to have that as our start point. So that's start point number one on our discipleship track. And what's cool is that um, we've we've grown as a church and grown as a community of believers. Mm-hmm. And this whole piece is really new to us. And, and we realize mm-hmm. like as, as so many new folks are coming to faith and coming to know Jesus, we need to be able to have um, a roadmap of how to get people to where they're going. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the importance of the yeah. discipleship track. And so as Maria said, we've got Alpha, and that's uh, stop one on your discipleship track. And so stop two is discovering your shape. So what is your shape? Uh, Maria, do you want to share a little bit about what it is to have a shape and find a shape within the body? Uh, Sure, yeah. So shape is kind of, we sat down and figured out, like, you know, people kind of all of a sudden become a Christ follower. They've decided, yes, this is what I want for my life. And then they're kind of like, I don't know what to do with that. And so then they just start serving and they start getting involved in different things. And, and sometimes it's, they don't really feel life from that because it's not how God's wired them to function. So mm-hmm. shape is our space that helps you understand who you are. And yeah. then how do you use who you are? And that's, yeah, yeah. And that's super important because like, you know, if you've gone to church before and, you know, you walk in the doors and the church is in desperate need of helpers for the children's ministry <laughs> and they're like, hey, you're a fresh body. You've got two feet in a heartbeat. Uh, let's get you helping in, your nurse, in the nursery. But you hate children and you want nothing to do with children. And the last thing you want to do is connect into helping with a children's ministry. But it's the only option available because nobody's yeah. taking time to get to know you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the point of shape is figuring out what are your skills at. So what, what part of the piece of the puzzle are you? Yeah, so quickly what it goes through is it goes through your spiritual gifts. Yeah. Uh, it goes through your heart passions, what m- brings you life, what makes you come alive. It goes through your natural abilities, things that God has just made you to be able to do well, mm-hmm. uh, skills that you might have. Your personality type, a lot of people don't know themselves well. Yeah. And so if you don't know yourself well, it is very difficult for you now to jump in and try and work on a team without it becoming conf- like without there being conflict. And so a personality, understanding yourself, and then your experiences from life. We all have triggers, we all have backgrounds, we all have things we've been through. And so it's really important for us to know ourselves well before we start engaging and trying to help others. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't, uh, we can cause issue with ourselves yeah. and others. So shape just kind of goes through that. Spiritual gifts, heart passions, your natural abilities, your personality, and your experiences that you've been through. Packages all of that and says now, okay, now let's have a conversation of what do you do with that? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's great is our team in the background has has developed a really, really cool uh, online survey that you're able to walk through that helps um, develop those things and understand those pieces. And then on the other side of that, we get a chance to see, okay, great. Um, you know, 
we're, we're looking for people to help with community outreach. Oh, we see that uh, person A, B, C, and D have uh, incredible passion for community outreach. Let's get them plugged in and give yeah. them opportunity to serve. Yeah. And, and really with this is our, our heart and our goal in the church is to see people um, be able to launch from a greater platform than anything that we've ever had afforded to us or anywhere we've ever gone before. Um, Our heart is to always see people go farther and do better than anything we've ever done before. And so we we are putting these pieces in place to help people really discover who they are, how they can connect into ministry, and then also um, how they can just go out and do the wild things that uh, God's been laying on their hearts. So that's uh, alpha is stop one shape is stop two uh number three we've got community groups and uh and it's so important to get connected into a community group um you know maria alluded to this earlier uh, and we've all seen this as we've been in the church for a while as the church grows and changes um we we move away a little bit from uh you know like 20 or 30 people coming to church on sunday and being able to all go for lunch together and all hang out and mm-hmm. all hang out in the sanctuary and talk after the service to uh you know a couple hundred people on sunday and you're like man okay well there's not that intimacy that there was yeah. before right <laughs> right exactly and that, and that's that that transition is challenging yeah. and i wouldn't yeah. say it's a bad thing it's just growing pains growing pains mm-hmm. aren't bad it just means that you're growing uh it takes some adjustment so yeah. community groups are the way that we have those more intimate connections in the church and and because the church grows in number um, and also grows in the type of people that are coming on a Sunday um, there's definitely a need to have an outlet for connecting with folks well mm-hmm. and that's what a community group is and so mm-hmm. a community group it may be meeting at someone's home at a host home uh, once a week and having a meal and, and doing a Bible study a community group might also be uh, connecting in and being a part of one of the ministries that's um, ministering to the homeless or the needy in the community. A community group might be doing uh, some adventure stuff. We live in a beautiful mountainous region. Yeah. We are f- like flowing with rivers and valleys and mountaintops here. And uh, a community group may be people who are into exploring God's creation and doing mountaintop Bible studies and riverside Bible studies. So there, there are a variety of options for community groups to get connected in with. But our encouragement is, um, as the church grows, we want to see the greater yeah. body still yeah. intimately connected. And the best way to do that is by joining into a community group uh, outside of Sunday. We all know that you it's impossible to hammer home the entirety of Christian living on half an hour on Sunday. It's its foolish yeah. to try to think we can do that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's why we do part two. And then we'll probably have to do like part three, four, five, and six at some point. Um, so trying to make sure that, that we're... Um, giving opportunity for people to still have those intimate relationships uh, and doing that through community groups. Yeah. I think it's good. I think it's understanding that, um, you know, it's like a family. It's like you, you have parents and then they have kids, right? And there's this family unit and there's like this intimate family unit. And then as it grows, those kids get spouses and they start having kids Mm -hmm. and then, and then their family units start to be able to spend time with themselves and they still gather together as one big family, Mm -hmm. but they do have these other smaller family units and then their kids start, you know, you start having grandkids. And so you, as that family grows, the dynamic of how you connect grows. And that's where we're at is that our community groups have got to that place where we've got smaller family units within the bigger family unit and Mm -hmm. we all get together and spend time you know, mm-hmm. celebrating together as a bigger family yeah. unit, but we also want to make sure that there's these smaller family units where you kind of get to intimately do day-to-day life as well together. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, so we've dealt with alpha, we've dealt with figuring out your shape, getting into a community group. And finally, what's amazing is that as we get to know Jesus and we experience Christ's heart for the world that's around us, I mean, let's pause for a moment and look what it says in the Bible. It says, God so loved the world that he gave yeah. his only son 
that whoever believes in Jesus Christ will be saved. And that's John 3, 16. We don't talk about John 3, 17 very often uh, <laughs> because, you know, church likes to be a little judgy sometimes. But let's take off our judgy pants, regardless of how, how big they are, and, and look at uh, the second part of that passage, mm -hmm. which says, um, not only did he come into it, Jesus didn't come to uh, condemn the world. He came to save the world. And so it says, God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have yeah. eternal life. And it says also afterwards that Jesus was sent to save the world, not to condemn the world. And when we get to the heart of the message of Christ, how he got into the dirt next to people uh, who were suffering and struggling, how he stood up to the bullies, how he made a difference in the community that he existed in, uh, so much of a difference that it actually permeated into the rest of the world around him and even to today's society. We see that Christ made a profound difference in the world that he lived in. And it, it actually stemmed from not a position of hierarchy or high-level authority. It actually st stemmed from a position of humility and servanthood. And Jesus was our Savior. Jesus is our Savior. And Jesus began ministry out of servanthood. Mm -hmm. He actually came into ministry uh, to the submission of God's Word. And God had ordained it proper for, for His followers to be baptized. And Jesus came in and His step into ministry was to the submission of baptism. It's coming under John and being baptized and then being filled with the Holy Spirit and then going into ministry. And so servanthood in the church. So we see Alpha, we see Shape, we see community groups, and we see serving. Serving is crucial. It's so important. Mm -hmm. If you think your life has been crappy and garbagey and you don't like having a good day today and it's not going well and your pants aren't fitting and it's just everything's <laughs> just everything's just really, really, really rough, you know what? I would encourage you to take a step out into the street or go into uh, one of the low-income communities or get into a soup kitchen. All of a sudden, your problems become very, very small as you realize that it, you ought to have compassion for those around us. When I was in the Philippines, um, we were doing some street ministry and the person that was with us said this, uh, James, yes, there's people on the street, but as believers, are we not compelled to serve them? Are we not compelled to care for them? Mm -hmm. And so serving in the church is a compulsion that we have. We are compelled by the love of Christ to serve our community. And so we can serve in three different ways in the church. Um, we can serve by giving of our time, talents, and treasure, which is so crucial. Uh, but in that, we can serve locally, uh, sorry, internally. We can serve locally and we can serve globally. So we can serve internally in the church by being part of the prayer team, yeah. giving to the church, being a part of investing in the ministry of the local church. We can serve locally by getting into our communities, serving in our city, doing garbage pickup, going to a homeless shelter. And we can also serve globally by being a part of global missions, uh, investing in um, overseas projects, teaching overseas, whatever it may be. So there's opportunity to serve internally, locally, and globally mm -hmm. as you step into serving in the church. And that is so crucial at the end of our discipleship track. Yeah, no, it, it is. It's good. And it's good to understand that this isn't like none of this, the discipleship track, the serving piece. This isn't so that our, our club at New Life Church can just be better. Yeah. This is actually because, like you said, we are compelled to love people. Yeah. And everything we do, whatever ministry it might be, whether or not it's for teens or kids or uh, or seniors or for people who are in need or fill in the bank blank whatever we do needs to be from this place of being compelled to mm. love Jesus so that means we're compelled to love others totally. uh, and that's why we serve it's not so that we can get bigger so that we can get better so that we can have more it's actually so that people would understand their value more, mm. so people would understand their identity more so that people would be whole and complete and and that is our hearts as mm -hmm. pastors
Anything to add, Riker? Uh, no, that's all we've got time for today, actually. <laughs> so uh, uh, if you like this video, hit the thumbs up. Leave a comment down below if you want to start a discussion. And I'll see you next time on part two. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you.